Hello, my name is Chris Brett and welcome to my podcast on the fourth official. Joining me today is regular guest Scott, who is also going to be doubling up as producer, as producer Andrew is on a well-deserved holiday to America. Scott, how are you? We've not spoken um, basically since the two cup finals. Um, we will be doing a podcast about that soon, I'd imagine, when the kind of rawness wears off. But how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling a bit more relaxed now that you're no on Dundee dial-up Wi-Fi, but um, no, apart from that, uh, yeah, looking forward to tonight, uh, a bit of an interesting one, and uh, hopefully get a bit of dialogue going, um, yeah, so looking forward to it. Yep, uh, certainly will be an interesting one. So joining Scott and I uh, on this episode as Rangers fans for change. Now they'll be represented by Connor and Gus. Connor, how are you doing? I am doing good, how are you? I'm not too bad. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, and Gus, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, thank you to yourself as well for, for joining Scott and I for the podcast. Um, so I'll say this first. You know, we had a wee chat offline. Uh, I'm quite transparent enough to, to put it out there to the listeners as well. This is in no means a, a setup. It's not a kind of play. We're, we're, we're deadly serious to have a serious conversation with you guys. Um, and I hope that we can get that. I hope you can give us a clearer picture of what Rangers fans for change are, what your kind of views are, what your mission statement is, and maybe answer some one or two questions that some people don't quite understand about the group. So I have to say, regardless of what any listener thinks of Rangers fans for change or what anyone in social media thinks about it. Obviously, Connor, you're going to be more of the kind of spokesman, whereas Gus will will, will come in with, with a few things as well. So I'll just ask you first, um, Connor, who are Rangers fans for change? Well, uh, we're not just um, one person. We're a big group of people, um, about 12 of us in the group. And um, we come from different backgrounds and places and we basically formed off the back of videos of fans uh, singing the famine song after the first old firm of the season um, and we basically shared concerns about you know instances of bigotry getting high profile coverage in the news and how that reflects on the club and so we decided to form the group in response to that uh, because you know a lot of the attacks that uh, Rangers fans and the club get come from actors in the media and from you know other clubs who aren't criticizing us in good faith who just want to paint us as you know hooligans and bigots um, and so we believed that you know any kind of movement to effectively tackle bigotry within the support should come from inside the fan base and not outside of it. Okay, so specifically a kind of time frame would have been, as you say, after the first Old Firm game of the season, which I believe would have been the Hillander uh, Old Firm uh, 1-0. So the famine song, is that fair to say that that was the, you know, the tipping point for a lot of you guys and you decided that instead of the media, instead of other 
clubs instead of the hierarchy within Scottish football and even in Scottish society, yours would rather be the ones to call it out than those. Exactly. Okay, and what difference do you think that would make? Um, do you mind if I jump in here? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I think in terms of a difference, it's it's tackling it at its source. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think there's a lot of us have sang these songs in the past um, through ignorance and you know lack of understanding of the history surrounding the songs um, and and the kind of hatred that's involved in it as well. Um, and when you then understand that, that it doesn't just target rival fans. Do you know what I mean? It targets elements of our own fan base as well. Um, and I, I, I don't think that's representative of, of the club or its support. You don't think that, just just to be clear, um, I'm I'm just looking for clarification. I'm not putting any words in your your, your mouth, or I'm not even giving my views on it. I'm just wanting to be absolutely clear. You don't think that people singing, for example, the Fallon song, is representative of the club? Yeah, absolutely. And do you believe that people of your background, your ideology? And your principles are more representative of people of Rangers Football Club. I don't think it's about being representative. I'm not here to. You, you use that word, if you, if you, so I'm only going on what you're saying. Um. Well, I think that the, the songs represent a, a particular ideology that that targets um, a particular community. I don't have. Any, I'm not representative of anything other than an inclusive support. Yeah. Okay. Scott. Um, yeah, just going back to Gussie's point uh, there about obviously having an inclusive support. Where do you stand on this a quite widely held argument that fan groups like this are actually more divisive than inclusive? Um, I'm happy to answer that. Um, I don't think it's divisive to highlight that, you know, singing songs like that reflects badly on the club and that it's not a particularly good way to foster an inclusive support in the 21st century. You know, Um, a lot of people think that we are attacking the club, attacking the fans, attacking the club's identity um, and, you know, the fans identity as well. Um, and a lot of people seem to think that we think that, you know, the wider support is prejudiced and bigoted. And for the vast majority of them, we don't think that's true. We think that people sing these songs because, you know, it's part of their identity. It's part of the like antagonism and the rivalry between Rangers and Celtic which is of course natural and good and there's nothing wrong with that inherently but when it crosses that line into singing songs about killing Catholics 
that's where it crosses the line for us and we think that you know we as much as any other rangers fan <laughs> want to see antagonism against celtic but we just don't think it should cross into that and that's but we don't actually think that the vast majority of people who sing the songs actually believe the words that they're singing Connor, uh, that's a great point. That that's what I was going to come back to. Now I'm in no way defending these songs. Um, I'm not a fan of them myself. I don't sing them myself. That, that doesn't mean that I'm one for calling it out. The reason I don't call it out is because if you're going to if you're going to hypothetically ask me, do I believe that fans who sing these songs, famine song, bully boys. Um, do I believe that they are mean every single word of them? They actually want to kill a Catholic? I don't believe that at all. Um, I'd go as far as saying maybe one in a million would actually truly live and die by the words of these songs. Because in my, I think David Murray said it, and it exists for both sides of the old firm. When they go to a football match, do you become a 90-minute bigot? Now, I think since David Murray coined that phrase, I think the the improvement in terms of less bigotry and, and you, you don't hear these songs as much has, has been quite phenomenal, really. But we're now at, a, now at a stage where groups such as Rangers Fans for Change and, and uh, I can't remember the the anti-sectarian group within Scotland, I think it's Null by Mouth maybe, no I don't think it's Null by Mouth, I, I can't remember what else, Scott, maybe you can chime in. I think that's it, right. It was Null by Mouth, oh, but mouth. again we'll we'll move on to that later, um, that's, a, that's a totally different matter. I think my, my point is, with these sort of groups is, you're kind of looking for a hundred percent, you know, in, ter- in terms of it's, it never ever happens. Now, this problem, if you want to call it a problem, because I don't actually think it's a football problem, I think it's a societal problem, is just that. It's a problem within society. So what can you guys do as a group to eradicate what it, the, the stuff that you don't like when, as I said, I don't think, I think the culture of football probably encourages it more, yeah, but I think it's far more ingrained within society and do you think the user equipped to 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 tackle that head on? I can I'll jump in here. Um I don't I don't think there's any any of us actually believe we can we can fully eradicate uh, bigotry. Um but I think that we are, as you said, we like the improvements um, since David Murray said that have been phenomenal. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's, there's no doubt about that. And yeah, you're right that there isn't there isn't a way to to completely eradicate um, everything you don't like. Do you know what I mean? But I think we're, we're at a time now where we can see that the majority of supporters aren't. Representative of the ideals that those those songs represent, well, the ideals that those songs represent, um, and there's there's almost like an irrelevance to singing them now. Um, that there wasn't 
you know, back when when those improvements were, were initially kind of when the foundations were laid for for making these improvements. Um, so it's the, the songs we we condemn the songs, um, but as far as eradicating them, I don't think you know that that's a reasonable aim for us to have. Yeah. Just just before Scott comes in, um, could I ask you then, if complete eradication, which you agree will probably never happen, is not the mission, is not the the kind of goal here. What what is the goal? Is it to reduce it further? Is it to try and educate, or is it to try and embarrass the fans and to stop doing it? I wouldn't say it was to. I don't think there's ever been any any kind of explicit aim to embarrass anyone. Um, would ideally we would like the the platform to be able to to kind of educate um, on on you know why these songs shouldn't be sung. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a really tricky kind of. Um, aim to, to, to really make out to be honest with you um, but would, it, would it be fair if anyone listening to this listening obviously to this question and your answer would it be fair to say that you have kind of set up the group kind of backwards then you wanted the group first and then try and kind of work out what the aim would be rather than having an aim to set up a group to try and achieve that aim Um, I mean, I'll jump in here. We have contacted the club and encouraged them to further develop the um, Everyone Anyone campaign to actually include more specific um, information about, you know, the history of these songs, why, you know, they, like, the specific details of um, how they, you know, are... What what difference will that make? Because we've already established that they don't the, the fans don't care what the songs actually mean. They're just sung because a and the environment that they're in. A football environment is a very masculine environment. Now whether that's right or wrong or whether that's the right thing to say or not, I, I think it's I think all four of us on this call can agree that that is the the, the environment of a Scottish football match. And then you add into that the alcohol. You add into that obviously tension that gets high, you add into that, you're playing your biggest rivals with a historical religious rivalry. If if Rangers were to educate Rangers fans on what the Bully Boys meant, they're not going to care because they don't sing it because of Bully Fullerton. They, they sing it, in my view, because one of the four reasons that I've just mentioned, the rivalry, the environment, the tension, and obviously a very important point alcohol um, Scott I believe you've got a question um, yeah just just going back to the point we touched on I agree with Chris in the sense that it is very much a societal issue um, now for me I don't know I, I think I, I personally think everybody will agree but um, I think we live in the most polarised Scotland that has ever existed in my lifetime and bear in mind I'm 32 years old but I think Scotland is the most polarised society that I've ever lived in currently, certainly for the last eight years. Um, we know the reasons behind that. And for me, I think that 
Rangers get targeted very unfairly through a religious segment, whereas similar things can be said from the other side, which are then masked under a political argument. So, I mean, I, I understand where these are coming from with the history, the songs, etc. For me, the the Billy Boys, for example, being associated with Billy Fullerton is nothing. Is is sorry, is exactly the same as the flight of the Valkyries being associated with Kaiser Wilhelm and Nazism in the Second World War. So, do we do we can permanently ban something that has been so long dissociated from its original meaning or whatever? For for me, the Billy Boys is a statement to a Protestant identity. Now, for me, I'm I'm an atheist. I could not give a shit about religion. I personally do not give a shit what the other side of the Glasgow is saying. I'm I'm still of that guys, which is probably few and far between these days, that sticks and stones didn't stop becoming relevant. I really don't care what somebody sings for 90 minutes. I understand the implications it can bring to the reputation of a club. But at the same time, I think we're treated very unfairly because ours is seen as religious malice and then the opposition side of it is seen as political statement. Can I jump in here? Eh? Yes. I think that's a fair point, um, in, in all honesty. Um, what I would, would kind of argue is that the Billy Boys in, in particular um, is, is a tough one um, because I, I, I do understand what you're saying, that there is a, a kind of dissociation from 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 the the historical um, elements that, that are related to to that song, but you know, and, and there is a kind of argument to be made that it's not, you know, it's, it's it's not a specific targeting of anyone because it's just a, a general song that's sang because of the rivalry, um, and that's just how it is. Gosh, um, I think, I think but, the point. Sorry to interrupt, but I think the point Scott's trying to make here is there's a clear dissociation between what the song originally meant to what the song means now. But you guys want to focus on the original um, meaning of the song. Surely that creates more hate, more bigotry, more um, intense feeling by actually shining a light on, look guys, this is what you're singing about. Uh, and And some some people may not even be aware and it may actually make them want to sing it more. Um what I say again with the Billy Boys specifically is 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 that line, it's up to your knees and fiend and blood. Do you know what I mean? And we need to understand it. But as as a and I know this is I know this is such a simplistic view of things and I know it's probably the wrong thing to say. But back back to what Scott actually suggested uh, a moment ago in terms of sticks and stones and and, and listen, I I completely get the the implications on on the the club, you know, you're talking fines, uh, stadium closures, partial stadium closures, reputational damage. I get all this, and that's why I don't want to hear it, you know, personally. But when you actually want to kind of go into the crux of it, which you guys are obviously wanting to do. Is there literally anyone in the streets of Glasgow up to their knees in Fenian blood? As, as can, can you tell me five examples in the last 
10 years of sectarian violence within Glasgow. It just doesn't exist. It's a complete and utter myth. Now, by peddling the, you know, origins of these songs and by highlighting it, I believe, in my opinion, and you guys are feel free to argue against what I'm about to say, but I believe that's creating more of a diverse atmosphere within society and within the Rangers fans because you're saying to Rangers fans, you're the badgings here, you're killing Catholics, you're wanting to kill Catholics, you're being obviously verbally violent towards them, when quite frankly the truth is neither, none of that. It's, it's a song, albeit a bad song, a naughty song, sung over 90 minutes, they go home probably to their Catholic girlfriend or whatever, and they, they live side by side with Catholics within the society that we live in without any yeah. without any violence, without any aggro, and we all live in a, a, a fairly a fairly yeah. society. And can I just just to add on though, but you know he goes back to his Catholic girlfriend and his Catholic kids, and he takes his Catholic kids to the Rangers game, and the Catholic kid asks the dads what's Athenian, and he has to explain Athenian is. Do you know what I mean? What the relation is. And the kid doesn't understand that it means nothing. He understands that he's a Catholic. And he's, he's surrounded by people saying about being up to their knees and, and feeding blood. And that's the point. Like, that, that's for me is the, the, the crux of why I personally joined the group. Um, is because that's very that's closely related to my, my own circumstances. Um, but to, to kind of widen that and, and put that in a more general sense is that we aren't just, you know, it, it, it might not mean something to us, but it means something to, to other people. Um, and, and those people are, are sitting amongst us in Ibrooks, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, when, when, we, when we sing songs like that, it puts off the future generation for coming. If that's you know their circumstances, Scott, does it does the kid ask years before his trip to Ibrooks or her trip to Ibrooks why did I go to a different school for someone else? Is that Rangers' fault as well, or again are we targeting a completely societal issue in Scotland? I mean, there's there's lots of different schools. Um, I understand the. I'm predominantly you know, saying why did I go to a Catholic school and. My neighbour, who I played football with growing up, goes to a yeah. non-denominational school. Yeah, there's, there's definitely an argument to be had there. Um, but again, that's that's a, a wider societal um, issue. That's you know not something that I would say specifically targets the Rangers support. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to going to argue against anything about that. Um, that's probably out with my my remit um, to really make a comment on uh, here. But you know, that's, you know, that's that's an argument that could be had. But I think that's that's separate for for football. Do you know what I mean? I think that's more of that. That's nothing that that I can I can impact the risk group. But would you not agree that for things to actually make a change in the stands, things have to actually make a change in society as a wider stance? Uh, yeah, I, I would. I agree with that, yeah. So how can you as a group influence that change within society? Surely by focusing on 
what you see as the problem being the fans, that's just a, a mere symptom of what's actually happening in the wider society. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and that's that's probably where we've kind of failed as a group, is that we, I think, got ourselves too caught up in the Twitter drama and, and the arguments that unfolds there um, that we've kind of spoke about most of the night and, you know, the, the, the stuff that we really wanted to do. Um, so, for instance, when we, when we first started, we'd, we'd arranged kind of um, tours um, through, through a couple of charities um, for some refugee families. Um, so they did the, the tour at Ibrooks. Um, that was that was kind of the, the RFC charity we worked with them. Sorry, can I just say I was uh, I I've not been meaning to sound antagonistic at all. By the way, I'm I'm enjoying actually having a dialogue, and I was ignorant to the fact that there was some charitable work going on. Um, so I, I can only commend you for that side of things. Um, I'm totally behind that, and credit credit to you for for what you've done in that that extent, as well as. Uh, obviously, taking families and tours and introducing them to Rangers, so I, th- I, I can only commend you for that. It's it's a start. Um, I think it's it's something that, as I said, we've we've fallen short on um, as a group because that that should be a, a, a primary focus. Um, but you know that's as one aspect of it. Um, there's there's a lot of kind of interesting things that we we've got in the works. Um, so we've recently partnered with um the organization Hard Game Two as well. Um which is a, a kinda wider football based um organisation that advocates for, for better representation um for women um amongst its support as well. So yeah, uh, we partnered with Hard Game Two. They've partnered with a number of clubs to kind of highlight the uh, negative experiences that, you know, female fans can have in like f- football you know discussions around football because it's quite a masculine environment like you said earlier and you know women's you know input in conversations about football can be um you know sidelined um and that that organization does a lot of work to try and tackle that um across uh, a whole host of different clubs um yeah like uh gus said we did the refugee tours around Ibrox. Um, we raised some money uh, for struggling families in the Govan area around Christmas time through Govan Help. So yeah, that's that's the real kind of bread and butter stuff that, you know, we initially founded the group to try and do, to try and, you know, influence positive change in the community and in the club. Um, and for what you said about, you know, the talking about the intricate historical details of the songs and that like you might be right that that more than anything else just reinforces people's desire to sing those songs and it doesn't really change anything it just puts a spotlight on the like the negativity towards it yeah exactly yeah um cool. and, sorry what, what i would say is what, what you've just mentioned there about the charitable work in terms of refugees and the, the kind of poor of in government um, and, and, and obviously the, the women, getting women to have a better fan experience within the environment of Ibrox. Like, like I'm sitting here as a sort of kind of neutral and, 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 and as a neutral my job is to bat back at you with these things but 
it's it's pretty much impossible to back back with anything with that. Like that's that's good work. Like not one. Well, I can't say not one because you know what it's like, but very, very, very few Rangers fans would actually have a problem with that. Now, that this is, and it might just be me, Scott will come in in a second. Um, I, I just wasn't aware that you were doing any of this. All I've seen, um, and and hopefully you guys can kind of shine a wee light here in, in terms of what I'm about to say, but all I've seen from you guys, from the, the minute you arrived on social media, was a antagonising approach to the Rangers fans by upsetting them, by tr- almost trying to kind of shine a light on the fans as being bigots. I mean, I can't say that you're saying that all Rangers fans are bigots, but that's how it certainly came across. Um, you you released a statement about. The, the Bully Boys song, um, we'll, we'll go into that in a wee while. You've criticised the club for certain things, and you've set deadlines for the clubs about, sorry, you've set a deadline to the club about certain issues, and yet the actual good that you're doing is just not there in terms of publicity. Now, I know that maybe you're thinking we don't want to toot our own horn, but if you're doing good, and you've actually got that body of work to suggest that you are doing good, and you know that the vast majority of Rangers fans aren't going to say anything negative towards it, why is this being sort of kind of kept under wraps? Why have you not actually put this put this out there as much as you're putting, you know, don't sing this song, don't sing that song, behave this way, don't behave that way? Um, I mean, that's the thing. We have um, all of this information is available on our page on Twitter, but it doesn't get as much traction as when we make a statement on the Billy Boys, for instance. You know, so when we make a statement like that, it gets retweeted hundreds of times and thousands of folk pile in with, you know, positive and negative feedback and it goes viral and tens of thousands of people see it. When we make a post saying we partnered with Her Game 2 to, you know, raise awareness of the negative fan experience that women can have or we raise this money for charity that doesn't get retweeted hundreds of times. So it's not a lack of tooting our own horn. It's just that those kinds of posts don't get as much engagement. Um, that's, that's fair enough. As I said, that that might just be the case, what you've just said there, because I certainly haven't seen the more positive, um, the more positive things that you do. And, you know, that's why you're on here, because it's not just a case. I mean, Scott, I've got questions for you about all the negative things. It's to actually tell us the good that you do as well. So I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm glad you've explained that. And and as Scott said, you know, we commend you for it. It's, it's, it's fantastic work. Uh, Scott. Uh, just, just to say, I know, I know he's mentioned a couple of. He said there was other clubs involved with uh, her game too. I, I think Chris will uh, clarify. I've, I've spoke quite ha- highly of Alan Burrows several times in the podcast. I know he's doing excellent work. My mother will as well. Um, so I can only commend you for the work that he's doing. Honestly, and I, I really feel that he's aren't promoting. I understand where you're coming from. That listen, if you if you have good news, you'll tell two folk. If you hear bad news, you'll tell fifty folks. So. It's, it's sod's law, but I definitely think you should do more in promoting yourselves with the good that you do do. Uh, can't believe I said do do, but um, the yeah for me I, th- I think Rangers um, whether or not it's to do with the hard game two thing I can only commend Rangers for their approach to firstly the women's game. I think they're 
very uh, positively motivated and very encouraging towards getting people to the women's games. Obviously, we've seen the the game held at Ibrox this season, um, and obviously having having a good crowd there. So um, I think their only mistake was not getting the the final one shifted so that we could actually everybody could have went to see them lift the title. Um, but no, I, th- I think it's very positive. And uh, although as well as that, you said that the the opinions that, that women have in terms of conversation in football, that's uh, that's also an important factor as well. My partner. Um, she's a Rangers fan. Um, the person I've sat next to for over a decade, she obviously is a Rangers fan um, at Ibrooks, and I've never seen them get anything but agreement and treated as a Rangers. Fan. For, for me, first and foremost, like I said, with everyone, anyone campaign, I do agree with it. I can't personally speak of being discriminated against unless it's from outside the club uh, being a being an atheist heterosexual male um, but for me they've always just been anyone I meet at Ibrox is treated as a Rangers fan that's it, anyone I meet at an away day is treated as a Rangers fan females, gay people lesbians Sikhs, Hindus, Muslims I, I know so many people uh, from different backgrounds through Rangers and for me, the segregating into a group does sometimes have that sort of negative effect. Um, so for me, I think I think Rangers are doing an excellent job from that point of view. Um, and I haven't I haven't seen firsthand. Uh, I have I have seen obviously women getting, uh, I'd say a bullseye painted on them, whether or not it's through their own doing. For example, Karen Carney and her comments about Leeds. But um, I, th- I think Rangers are one of the clubs that are up there and doing very well with it. Um, sorry, Connor, you you want to come in there. Ah, yeah, just to respond to you. I mean, you're absolutely right. The Her Game 2 partnership's not so much about where the club's failing or any club is failing. It's more about the kind of general societal experience of women who are, you know, who are interested in football and how they're kind of shut out of conversations. Their opinions aren't taken as seriously. They're you know, oh, you're just into it because, you know, of your boyfriend or whatever, stuff like that is the kind of more subtle marginalisation of women in who are, you know, interested in football. And you're absolutely right. The, the club has done a fantastic job of, you know, fostering a positive environment for female fans. Um, and the, you know, advancements in the women's team are fantastic. So we have no criticisms of the club at all with regards to that. The Her Game 2 partnership was just more about highlighting the experiences of female fans more broadly but obviously rangers because that's you know the team that we're interested in um yeah because oh, oh um, i mean i'll take you back to your tweet on the 15th of march um where obviously i think plenty of people on twitter have, have pointed out this uh and I, th- I think that's where the the major argument comes from is that Rangers fans aren't looking for special treatment and Rangers fans aren't looking to get away with murder. What we're asking for is parity. And while you tweeted, might not have been one of you, might have been another member of the group, but the group tweeted that their concern was obviously first and foremost with their own club. Now, I understand that we've obviously discussed the the wider societal issues and that use can only probably ever hope to have an impact within your own support but 
and it's the same with Nil by Mouth, and uh, I hope one of them tunes in and listens to this because I've had to go to a Nil by Mouth session with my workplace, and after 20 minutes I walked out um, because of the complete selectarianism that was used. Um, as I've said, I've been I, I I don't care I don't care because I'm a Rangers fan. I get called a hun. I get called an orange bastard. I get called everything you you can imagine at my work. I don't care. I genuinely don't care. But the different side of it was I know that I can't retort to that because if I do, then the ambulance chasing will begin and the I'm so offended will begin. So I understand that you're saying we've got concern first and foremost with our own club, but can you not see the the, the frustrations that come with a lack of parity, especially as we've seen so much with the, the current political situation? Yeah, no, I mean you're absolutely right. Um, I I was at a, you know a friend's birthday a few weeks ago, and uh, it came up that I was a Rangers fan. And she was like, oh, that makes me really uncomfortable because I get loads of abuse from Rangers fan because I'm a Hibs fan. And they, they say this to me and they say that to me. Um, and I mentioned the fact that I got called an orange bastard after the League Cup semi-final. And she was like, oh, well, but that's not offensive. You know, like, it's you're completely right. There's a complete lack of parity. You know, abuse that Rangers fans get gets completely swept under the rug and treat it like it's acceptable when it's not. And you're absolutely right about no by mouth as well. I mean, we've been critical of them as well. I don't know if you have seen that because, like I said, you know, the posts that we make only get a lot of traction when they're controversial. Um, so um, that might have not be something that you've seen. But we've, yeah, we've been very critical of them because they'll they'll go after Rangers fans who are, you know, singing sectarian songs or whatever. But when Fans of other clubs are singing about the Ibrox disaster. They couldn't care less. You know, no, it's, a, it's not just it's not just all by mouth though. You, you James Dolman. I mean, we, yeah, we've had we had we had a, a confrontation with James Dolman on Twitter within the first I few days. Watched the page um, because he. For those who have not seen it, let's let's hear what actually happened. What happened. Well, um, we launched the page and he chimed in, going, "Oh." Um, it's good to see something like this happening and uh sorry if me replying uh brings a load of abuse your way or whatever and we basically just said the way that you've talked about rangers fans and talked about these issues is not constructive you just you've used sectarian words you've yeah, painted rangers uh, fans as bigots and you you're not a helpful influence in this conversation whatsoever um as far yeah. as i'm aware the his initial tweet and our responses are still live on twitter just now um, that's, that's correct there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a wee while ago. I can't remember the, the specific context of it. Um, off the top of my head, but it's, it's there if, if anyone wants to, to have a wee read. It's it's an interesting point. I've I've sat back and I've listened to the, you guys kind of go back and forward on this, and and it's it's such an interesting point. I'd rather just kind of digest what you were saying before I kind of came up with something. To, to chime in with and and all that really is in my the forefront of my mind at the moment um, I'll ask both uh, Connor and Gus whatever one he's wanting to answer um, 
I get that you just want to focus on the Rangers fans. I understand that, right? I totally understand that. And, and I hear that you've had confrontations with Nobody Mouth and I hear you've had confrontations with, with James Dolan. But surely, uh, we go back to it again, that this isn't a Rangers problem. Now, understand that Rangers have an issue, just like Celtic have an issue. Just like, as you said, Connor, you know, you have a hip supporting friend who doesn't think the Orange Bastard is an offensive thing. So it's not just a Rangers Celtic issue. I repeat, it's a societal issue. Why is there no spotlight on that with, with this group? Why does it just seem to be wanting to focus on the Rangers fans who, in your view, does wrong, and instead of actually saying as a whole, look, this isn't acceptable? Because, honestly, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Rangers fan, I, I, I use Twitter daily. Um, much to the kind of disdain of my girlfriend, she she gets annoyed by it, but I use it daily. And I honestly, for every Celtic fan who is on the end of a sectarian slur on Twitter, I can point to about four or five Rangers fans who are on the end of a sectarian slur. It's far more common in our direction than it is in their direction. And that's because, again, this isn't an ambulance chasing statement. This isn't a we're the victim here. We don't portray ourselves as a victim. That's not what this is. It's because they don't think that what they're doing is wrong. They genuinely think calling us Huns and orange bastards and, and all the rest of it. They think that that's banter. And it's treated as such from the very, very top of government all the way down to the very bottom of society. They treat so they treat us so differently. If Celtic fans had a... I don't know if Celtic fans have... Gets, I'm not interested in what Celtic fans sing whatsoever. They could have the most offensive song in the world about Rangers fans and I really wouldn't care. But if they had a song that was that involved the words Hun, Orange Bastards, it just wouldn't have the spotlight on it that we come back to it again that the Bully Boys would have. Is it because the Bully Boys are so descriptive of blood coming from an apparent Catholic? What what, what is the what in your view, what is the difference in how we're treated? And why do you not shine a light on the the, differenti- the the differentiation of the treatment? Because surely if you're concerned about the, su- the supporters and how the supporters behave and how the supporters represent Rangers, surely you should be concerned about how they're treated. Because if we're treated differently, we're going to act the same as how we're being treated. Yeah, um, I mean, I will concede that <clears throat> of the actual statements that we've put out, um, most of them have been about the Rangers support, but in terms of the day-to-day posts that we make, we have we have highlighted that uh, multiple times. Um, but um, the people who aren't a fan of us, so to speak, um, only really show up when we do post something about you know our fans, our club. Um, so this is the thing: is that we're not professionals and we've made mistakes and our approach has been faulty at times there's no denying it whatsoever um but in terms of addressing how rangers fans are treated and perceived by you know government figures by media by fans of other clubs we have we have talked about that it just doesn't get the same traction um which is unfortunate um but can i just add add something to that that's all right yeah yeah go ahead um in terms of also, we're talking about the wider societal issues and how can we target that. We can only 
control the songs that we sing as, as a support. Um, it's out with our, our remit um, to, to tell other fans what to sing. Um, but with that said, we, ha- we have again condemned what, you know, um, instance from uh, other fan bases. But yeah, it's, it's, as, as a group, we're. Um, our main focus is on this on, on ourselves as a as a support. Um, but I guess, I guess the point I'm making here, Gus, is if if we're being abused on a daily basis, uh, you know, on social media and and even through other means, uh, through day to day life, as Scott's already said, at work where he gets called an orange bastard and he shrugs it off. Surely this is this can be seen that our our response is. Well, they're doing it anyway, so we may as well do it back to them. And, and just focusing on what we're doing isn't actually going to solve the issue because it is back and forth. So by ignoring one and focusing on the other, it it it, it does it, it creates the the negative image that you guys have created for yourself. Can can you not see where I'm coming from with that? Definitely, definitely. But I would I would say that. We haven't ignored it. It just doesn't get the same attention as when we criticise our own fans. Is that because, as I said earlier, he's maybe worked the group backwards by focusing on us as a fan base first and then looking at the other issues rather than looking at the whole issue uh, as a whole? Yeah, by all means. I mean, it's a, it's it's not a professional... We're not a group of professionals who have set this up. We're just like-minded fans who share concerns about the club and how it's perceived and absolutely included. And that is how the club and its fans are treated by external actors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're probably right that by starting the group off on the back of an instance of Rangers fans singing sectarian songs, you know, we you, you don't get a second chance at first impression. Um, so but you know since that since we uh, founded the group I would I would say that we have been balanced and we have criticized these people you know like like it was mentioned just a few minutes ago we were having an argument with James Dornan on Twitter within the first few days that we were active so we're absolutely not hesitant to criticise people outside of the club who paint our fans in a bad light. And that's that's absolutely something that is within what we want to highlight as a group. And in, in terms of what you're saying there about kind of maybe professionalism and and and, and looking to kind of have a structure of the group, I do want to touch upon that. Um, I, I will come on to that. There, there is. I see these are questions that I do want to ask you. Uh, just before I get into that, Scott, you want to interject here at all? Um, yeah, just uh, <clears throat> obviously, like you were saying, uh, again, it comes back to the parity issue for me and the demonisation. Now, again, like I said, I'm, I'm an atheist. I personally couldn't give a fuck. You, you live, you die, you fucking never exist again. As cheery as that sounds, it's a real laugh coming onto a podcast, isn't it, guys? But um, we've seen so much get thrown Rangers' way, um, whether it was Angela Haggerty mentioning that somebody was sectarianly whistling next to a bus stop next to her, which I don't know how it's possible, 
whether it was the title video, the title party video, which was obviously dubbed and then led to a parliamentary investigation. But for me, I, I go back to one of the statements that you used in one of your tweets about it being law. Um, and it was about the term that it was used. It's written in Scottish law um, and the term Fenian bastard for any listening. Please listen to a disclaimer at the start. This is not a direct directation at anybody. This is a, a quotation. Um, now, the hate crime law in Scotland that was passed has been universally criticised. Um, for me, I think it's probably for a group of parties that passed it that claim to be progressive. It's the most regressive thing we've seen in politics in probably the last 100 years. 50 years if you want to count the decriminalisation of homosexuality, which was probably... I, I, would, I would go to that. Now, for me, for the actual government to pass a law like that, I'll give you an example. I could throw up a criticism of the persecution of Sikhs in India. I could quite easily tweet or say, fuck the Dalai Lama. Not that I would, because he seems like a sound wee guy, and see, to be fair, Buddhism, quite positive on the peace front, although every religion does have its negativities. If I say fuck the Pope in Scotland, I can get a jail sentence. You telling me that the fucking cards aren't stacked on the one side? Anyone? Uh, I'll jump in here. Um, I, um, I wasn't actually aware that that was the case, um, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't realise it was, it was that severe, but if you said fuck the Pope, you could go to jail. Um, but, aye. That's considered a hate crime in Scotland. Crit- um, criticism of an ideology is not an immutable characteristic. And that's the difference. Whether or not somebody wants to have a go at somebody for being a Protestant, whether or not someone... As long as they're not directly having a go at the person, but they're having a go at the ideology, then that is, that's the point I'm trying to make. Scotland has set itself back decades by passing this law. And again, like I said, the, the cards are stacked on the one side. Yeah, I, that's a fair argument. Um, definitely. Um, what I would say, I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying, that there's a difference between targeting an individual and targeting an ideology. Um, and what I would maybe argue is that you're, you're posing it as if it's, it's one or the other. No, I mean, it's despicable, but we're not like a party-affiliated group. We don't support any political party, and we're, in fact, very critical of legislation that, you know, has criminalised football fans. Um, you know, so you're absolutely right, but I'm not, you know, we haven't advocated for this bill or said that it's, you know, proportionate. Connell, you, you, you said there, obviously, the Rangers fans will change. They're not affiliated with any political party. They're almost apolitical. Um, so, obviously, when, when you say stuff like that, when we're trying to get a better understanding of the group, I can't just obviously take that as an answer when I when when I see things that maybe contradict what you've just said, and 
the one thing that I have seen is, and I, I have on the whole no issue with what we're got to dis- what you put out there in terms of uh, the message or whatever. You there was a Rangers cast that's that said solidarity with um, Palestine, Rangers against fascism. Um, now obviously none of us on here are going to solve that crisis, you know, the Palestine-Israel crisis. So it's not something I want to discuss. But what I want to discuss is obviously the politics behind it. Now, for me, this, whether you agree with us or not, this for me was what we discussed earlier about how maybe you've done these things to get the reaction, to get a bit of traction, to get a bit of recognition, but the recognition came in the form of negativity and that's why Rangers fans just maybe don't take you seriously seriously as 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 much as you would like. Do you not so much regret the message, but do you regret putting that out after obviously saying that you're not affiliated with any party? Was this designed to get a reaction or do you stand by it? Um no, I mean the first thing about doing it to get attention, uh, not everything we put out is completely sincere. None of it has been to whip up any kind of controversy or try and get the spotlight on ourselves. Just, just on that, um, can you see why I'm saying that? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I can see why that it might be perceived that way. Um, as for the Palestine thing, that's something that yeah we expected to come up. Um, that was very early doors. I think that was the first or second day that we were founded that that was posted. Um, that is not something that I would have personally posted to the group. Like I said, there's a lot of people uh, involved, and no we were as a no structure within. Well, that's what I'm saying is that since then we have streamlined the decision making and you know created a group that is you know has control over what gets posted to the group. Um, early doors, we were quite disorganised. Uh, we were getting a lot of questions put our way uh, when we first founded the group because, you know, the first statement we put out got a lot of attention um, and we were keen to try and engage with people. Um, and, yeah, it was an error to to post something to do with, you know, a conflict that has nothing to do with Rangers as a football club because obviously that's what we're interested in. Um, that was absolutely a mistake. Yeah. Um, and we have, you know, tightened the organisation since so, then, um, before yeah. I, before I come to Scott, I, I'll ask you like a very kind of you know a very brutal question. It may seem, but do do you feel that the group's too far gone in terms of the work that it's done? That you have to stay this group. Is there never an occasion where you think maybe we should start again because we've made lots of mistakes here and we now know what mistakes not to make and if we start again we can go off on a positive foot with the Rangers fans is that never something that's crossed your mind or are you are you, or, as I said are you, are you too far gone for that and you're just sort of kind of digging your heels in now hoping that you can turn the tide in your favour um, I mean I don't know what the future holds but I don't I don't think backing down and just shutting it down is the right thing to do it's I think, I think, I think it's no I'm not saying that at all no 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 I know I'm just I'm just talking like hypothetically um I think it's 
it's a good thing to show humility and to admit that you've made mistakes and try and push on and affect change that you know is gonna be realistic and is gonna have a positive impact on people um i don't um no uh, quite in agreement with what chris said there uh, i mean i'm genuinely impressed with the charitable work that he's done and uh, i think from a personal point of view um the best thing you could do is rebrand yourself as rangers fans for charity um, and the support you'll get will be overwhelming um Honestly, like I said, I can't commend high enough the work that you've done in the t- terms of the charitable work. Um, and it's brilliant to see groups doing that. I've been part of several groups um, within and without my workplace, um, but throughout the Rangers support that have done excellent things. Moving on to that, um, the post itself was infuriating for me. And like I said, I don't know whether it was Connor or Gus or another member of the the Rangers fans for change that posted it and it's something that I've always argued when going across to the other side of Glasgow is the the Palestinian cause it, it, it can't be held mutually exclusive because it goes against everyone anyone with our views on homosexuals again <laughs> it sounds pretty basic but going pre the reformed bible we're looking at probably uh, what was it Leviticus 2013 if a man if a man lies with a male with a woman both of them committed an abomination they shall utterly be put to death I just don't see where the defence can lie in terms of posting a waving a Palestine flag for political argument or waving a Vatican flag for example how can that marry into a club for all surely a club for all means that religion's eliminated completely um, I'll go back to the, the argument I've made that you're flogging a dead horse and I'll go back to the argument that I've made that Scottish society is the problem and it's never going to change certainly not in our lifetime with the so called progressive parties Can I just um, chime in here um, just when you're, you're saying that about support for Palestine goes against the everyone-anyone campaign, Palestine isn't a religion. Um, there's, there's Palestinian Christians, there's Palestinian Muslims. Um, you know, that's it's a nationality. Um, there's Palestinian homosexuals being thrown off the top of buildings. I'm not going to dispute that there's uh, Islamic extremists in the Middle East. Um, that's what you're asking. But um, the, the the Palestinian cause isn't any inherent of, of any, any inherent religious. Um, I, th- I think I think we're going away for the point. I think the point was a political, which means that you're pretty much neutral on all political things going on in the world. Um, and by showing solidarity with, with with Palestine, which you know that fair enough, that that's fine. That there's nothing wrong with doing that, but. That shows that you're nailing your political allegiances to the mast a wee bit, whereas you know that it's a very sensitive subject. Not one of us in this podcast knows the ins and outs of the the, the conflict there that's been going on for thousands of years. But um, w- what it does is it goes against the argument of you aren't party political affiliated. Do, do you understand that? Like, well, maybe we get into the 
conversation a wee bit much there we get in, in a religious point of view but if, if you a purely political point of view it shows that f- for me it didn't offend me I, I thought it was just a case of this is just from what i took from it was this was a group of rangers fans who just wanted to be completely the opposite of what you would call the stereotypical element of Rangers fans just to get traction. And that's the conversation that I had with Connor. Um, so Connor could see where I was coming from, but Gus, can you see where, I was com- where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my only issue was just that, that, that one argument about the everyone, anyone campaign. Um, everything else, I think you, you said, well, was, was, I pretty much agree with that. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it was just that, that, that one creation. In, ter- in, in terms of my, my opinion of us posting that, um, as, as Connor had said, it was, you know, within the first couple of days um, of, of the, the account being created, um, and it was one of, a, I think it was a series, like five or six photos that one of our, uh, we kind of edited uh, Rangers badges that one of our members had made. Um, so, you know, in, in terms of the, the larger um, argument with regards to uh, the kind of Palestinian um, conflict, that varies even within the group itself. Do you know, you know, some of us have... It's so, it's so, it's so complicated. That it's, it's such a, it is, it's, it's a very complex situation and it wasn't something that we intended to to, to bring into the club, it was it was it's hard to to kind of say it, but it was it was relatively flippant. Um, it was one, as I said, one of a series of of different designs. Um, but yeah, it it, it brought unwarranted criticism. Um, and, and there was no no kind of explicit um purpose for for posting it. Um, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say the criticism. Was unwarranted. I think, I like, like you said, I think, I, I, I think what Rangers fans for change have been guilty of is maybe biting off more than they can chew. And they're dealing with, like I said, again, I admire everything he's have done in a charitable sense. I understand what he's are trying to do, but I don't think that tackling a national problem i mean when i, when I go down yeah, south, I, I, I think i maybe just misspoke to be honest with you i think i maybe meant to say unnecessary um you know we brought unnecessary criticism yeah uh, on ourselves and um, no. that's you know not unwarranted unnecessary no, you, you, you painted a bullseye on yourself <laughs> no two ways about it but um i mean when and, and i see i see sides of it I, I work a lot down in england and uh, i see a contrast compared to here to down there uh, in the sense that when I go down there they talk about how big a problem racism etc is and what what the company's doing to eradicate that and the, what they're doing to educate people etc and stuff like that I and mean, they don't believe me when I say to them I'm just like listen when you come to Scotland it's all about which school you went to coming into this and I'll give you your credit you have been an excellent dialogue. You've been very well spoken. There's been no animosity, I don't think. I think we've challenged each other several times, yeah. But for me, I was expecting to come in here with a couple of Glasgow Uni boys who were a poster of Che Guevara on their wall. And I'll no lie, I've been pleasantly impressed with 
how you have conducted yourselves. But at the same time, there's a part of me, and I, I can't speak for the rest of your group because I don't know them. I've only spoke to the two of yourselves. And again, you have conducted yourselves excellently. I can only speak for the two of you, but I personally think that there's a, a political motivation underneath it. And that's something that's always stuck out for the moment. I've seen the account come up. I've always been very sceptical. Maybe that's unfair of me, but I was very happy to come on here tonight and have a dialogue. Like I said, I think, no, I, I think that's what politics really needs to learn is you need to have a dialogue rather than demonise the opposition. And that's, that's kind of, again, we, we, we've, we've highlighted the, the issues about, um, you know, being too active on Twitter and not um, active enough on the grassroots level. Um, you know, I appreciate the the, um, the, the, kind of the compliments that you gave about the work we have done. Um, but you know that that well, that's of course, the, I'll, the honestly, problem that we're facing just now is that we're having to to deal with kind of criticism online, um, which is unfortunately taking you know it's, it's almost kind of countering our, our, our initial aims. Um, and all that, you know, the, obviously your, your question whether we should, you know, flip a switch and restart, uh, you know, rebrand or whatever. I don't think that's, that's necessary. Um, I think that the dialogues like the ones that we've had um, is, is this, this is what um, hopefully is, is the kind of catalyst for positive change. And, and you know, um, being able to, to kind of work more inclusively um, within the support and, and allow those that were maybe a wee bit hesitant to to, to get involved um, or, or to show their support for us to do now feel a wee bit more comfortable to do so. Um, you know, if, if we were going to pack it in and rebrand, we wouldn't be having this, this interview in the first place. Um, so hopefully now that we've had that conversation, you can you can see what, what our real aims are. Um, Everything, every every kind of move that we make for for the benefit of our community is always going to be targeted by someone as a, having a, an underlying political move, you know, uh, move. For instance, if you're going to do a, a food bank collection um, because people are struggling because of the cost of living crisis, people are going to say that you're you're explicitly targeting unionists because you know it's it's that's the government in power. You're explicitly targeting Tories, and you're explicitly targeting that element because we're not focusing on the real issues that are going on, the societal issues, and the small part that we can play um, as as a, a, a kind of fan base and and making things a wee bit better. Yeah, so I understand what you were saying about people saying that you have a, an underlying political motive, and again, that comes back to. My, my argument about the whole groups being more divisive than they are inclusive. Like like you said, I went I, I genuinely and I agree with Chris. I think I think we've done nothing but give you praise for the work that you've actually done. Do you not think that promoting that more and removing the demonisation away for your fans that we get from everywhere else is probably a better starting point I, I, I think the the biggest thing that annoys me is when say we need to give fans education 
I'm I'm just sitting going, don't fucking patronise me. You're right that like the fan base already gets so much of that from from actors outside of the club. Um, I guess for me, just as an individual, I, I I totally get the argument that you know they're just songs and it's just part of rivalry and the songs don't. 99.999% of the time they don't translate into any kind of violence against Catholics or bigot behaviour in real life um, but can, can I, I ask you, you is, is there a difference between, between me saying fuck the Pope and fuck the Dalai Lama it's a difficult one um, you know because I'll get lifted for one of them I mean, listen, you've brought up, you know, lots of different kind of social groups throughout. And you talked you talked about how, um, you know, they throw gays off the top of buildings and, mm-hmm. you know, religious persecution of gay people. Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy. I'm happy to say that I'm gay mm-hmm. and I have I absolutely reserve the right to criticize the Pope and criticize the Catholic Church and criticize religion generally for that reason. Because, mm-hmm. you know, religion has set back gay rights decades, time after time. <laughs> Fucking millennia. But uh, it, well, yeah, exactly. Um, I think there's a difference between that and how it's said in other contexts. I think we might have uh, kind of touched on this earlier. Um, I'm sure Connor had, had said something um, kind of related to this. And that we're not party affiliated. We don't support that legislation in particular. Um, as you said, you, you know, you, you've used that, that argument about um, the two kind of heads of religion and how you can you can say it to one but not to the other. Um, we're not denying that the the legislation is isn't. Flawed, you know, we're not here to say it's perfect. Um, from my point of view, uh, obviously, it, we're, we're not on here to kind of declare our uh, sexual orientation, but I, I'm a straight male, but my brother is gay, and I've seen um, obviously the, the struggles he's had. Um, and when I think the point Scott's trying to make here is if you're saying FTP. You're you're saying it because you don't um, agree with the, the the things that the Catholic Church maybe um, promote, and one of them, one of the things that they do promote, which is in the medieval times, is you you, you can't be gay. Um, but you're seeing a differentiation from saying that as being you hate all Catholics and Rangers fans shouldn't say that, but there might actually be Rangers fans that say that because they just don't agree with what the Catholic Church promote. Um, Whereas you can actually take your own uh, personal um, situation and you can actually not agree with the Pope yourself, but you can put that to bed because you're focusing on why are Rangers fans saying it. Whereas we've all got the right to say it, but we don't have the right to say it because we're actually, we've we've had that right taken away from us through legislation. So guys... As I mentioned earlier, I've got some questions to ask you guys, um, which shouldn't really kick off any more 
sort of debating. I, I would kind of hope that it's clear-cut answers um, if a debate arises and a debate arises, but he's been good lads in terms of answering every question, to be honest. He's haven't um, missed, like, misstepped any. Um, so hopefully you're comfortable enough asking, uh, answering these questions. So um, not specific to either Connor or Gus, just whatever one wants to jump in. Um, the first thing that was really kind of brought to attention about this group is I have to say there is a rumour. Um, that's all it is. There, there is evidence slightly, but um, it could be anyone. So it's not concrete. So hopefully you guys can shine a light. But as a member of Rangers Fans for Change, a Celtic fan, or did they used to be a Celtic fan? Um, I uh, we definitely expected this one to come up, so I'll happily take that. Um, the person in that picture um, is known to the group, uh, well, known to some members of the group, um, and has been supportive of us. Um, he is a Rangers fan, and it's a picture from his Instagram that's been taken out of context. Um, he's got 1872 in the username. You can see it in the picture. I don't know why any Celtic fan would have that in their Instagram name. And <laughs> um, the same measure, why would any Rangers fan wear a Celtic top? Well, I, I mean, it's not something I would have done, but, you know, there's a few people in the group who do know him, and he is definitely a Rangers fan, but he's not part of the group itself. Um, and that picture gets floated about every, pretty much every time we get mentioned as if it's some kind of concrete proof that you know it's secretly run by a Celtic fan usually people are claiming that he as an individual runs a group when it's multiple people um so you know we've had people say that we're all Celtic fans we've had people a certain uh blogger say that we're actually a PR company set up by Stuart Robertson you yeah, know they can't they can't, so they can't they can't both be right and in fact neither of them are so <laughs> so what is the Again, I'm just a wee bit confused. What is the context of a Rangers fan wearing a Celtic top on his Instagram? Like, make um, me understand why he's done that and why it's there in the public domain. As far as I'm aware, he lost a bit, and I don't think it is in the public domain anymore. But I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know him too well. Okay, but he's not part of the group? No. The other questions I have, I can actually... Uh, I've actually very cleverly put it into your very first ever statement uh, to ask these questions. Just by you. Um, hi, <laughs> it's not very often I'm this prepared. So you released a seven tweet statement. So it was a thread. Um, I, I believe this was the first ever statement, um, or even sort of kind of your announcement that you were a group. Um, and this was in the second of September. If it's not your first ever kind of tweet. That's fine, but it's there or thereabouts because it's just after the Rangers Celtic game where Hill underscored, which we've already discussed. Um, and it, the first tweet says, "We are a group of passionate working class supporters who want to who want better for Rangers Football Club, the team we all love. The club has made welcome progress in recent years in tackling bigotry within the support, but we believe there is much more room for improvement. Um, so, obviously, the much more room for improvement there." Why do you believe that? What do you believe that should be? Everyone, anyone, is is that not really kind of good enough for you guys? And the percentage of actual Catholic players who play for Rangers 
suggests that maybe that actually isn't the problem as such in terms of hatred. It goes back to what we said. It's a 90-minute problem. Yeah, they might not know what they're singing about. They might know what they're singing about, but it it's it's a clear indication here that these guys or women who sing these songs that you <clears throat> that you don't approve of, they could be singing this song and then one minute later Alfredo Morelos has scored a goal and then they're celebrating very wildly. And as we all know, Alfredo Morelos is a Catholic. So does that not kind of go against your argument that, that Rangers fans who sing this are bigots and who hate Catholics? Um, and also, I know this is a kind of long-winded question, so I'll shorten it in a minute. The government can't control everyone within the population. So what makes you think that Rangers can control all their fans? So basically, what do you think the room for improvement is? Is everyone, anyone not enough? And why do you think Rangers can control all their fans when the government can't control the whole of the population? Um. I mean, I'll, I can start with this one. I'm not sure if, if Gus wants to jump in at any point with anything he wants to say. Um, I just want to like say very explicitly and very clearly that we do not think that the vast majority of fans who sing these songs are bigots or hate Catholics. Um, but ultimately, the, the biggest issue that still remains is how it reflects on the club and the consequences that we might face because of it in terms of stadium closures and things like that. So I think it's worthwhile to have a voice from within the fan base, which pushes for, you know, effective action and tackling it because of the impact that it can have on the club itself. Um, You know, you might very well be right that there's not, we we don't believe that there's a way for the club to eradicate it, um, but you know, I think the club could do more to maybe highlight the negative impacts, the specific negative impacts that singing those songs can have for the club. Uh, just as one thing that could possibly be done um but yeah okay um you want to say we like thousands of others are sick of having the club's name tarnished by a minority of fans we are finished with seeing people from our fan base involved in racial sectarian xenophobic and other bigoted incidents are these incidents the singing um have you came across a direct incident where a player has been directly abused for their faith, for the colour of their skin, or, or, or any of the other accusations that you, you put out on this tweet? Is it just the singing? I'm not saying is it just the singing by, you know, lessening the 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 wrongness of the singing people, but is is it just the singing when you're talking about incidents or is there other types of incidents other than singing? I think as a fan base we're always accountable for our actions as a whole. Um obviously 
the sectarian sign is going to be at the kind of forefront because it's it's one of the most discussed issues in Scotland um, in general. But that's not to say that um, we don't also focus, as I said earlier, on on building a more inclusive um, fan base for for all of our supporters. Um, And, you know, as as much as we can focus on, on the kind of positives of her game too, we also need to focus on holding ourselves accountable for actions that happen amongst our fan base as well. But is the actions just the singing? Is there any other incidents that you you are aware of that maybe need highlighted here? I, I, I don't think it's, it's it's my place to highlight any any specific um, incidents that, that people may have experienced. Um, or, so it's, you know, it's not so much that it's your place it's so much that your organisation have said that there's many incidents of racial, sectarian xenophobic and other bigoted incidents that have harmed like, surely if you've already put out a statement like that you would have evidence to suggest that this has actually happened um, neither of us um, were involved in drafting that statement um, for me you know, I got involved in the group in response to the video of the the singing in the city centre, and so that was the basis of it for me. Um, at this point, we have a much more, like I said, like a much more streamlined group who are responsible for um, putting out tweets to the page, um, and so i can't i can't give you any specific examples but um from a a point of view of spending the best part of two hours chatting with you guys um it seems like um and and just for 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 clarity if um you know if if required um what what we can do is we can we can discuss with the group about that and we'll you know we can we can update on either specific incident of xenophobia for you um or you know we can. Um, I, th- I think the point here is. I think, I think the point. I can't think of a specific incident either right now. I think I think the, the point here is not so much that the lack of evidence. It's so much that as I was saying, like having spoken to you guys, you two guys seem to be pretty down to earth. You you know the feel of the land a little bit amongst the fans which is I will be honest it surprised me because I thought you would be kind of out of touch Rangers fans a wee bit maybe sort of I know this word can be seen as uh, derogatory these days but I'll say it anyway maybe he's a wee bit woke but having gotten to, to speak to you guys he's, he's anything but he's, he's a club of, club of boys and and what I will say is um, if you two guys were at the front of this right from the very beginning I don't even think we'll be having this discussion right now because you have come away with some sensible um, some sensible decisions and sensible arguments some sensible withdrawals um, of, of things that the group have done um, and uh, it, it just seems to me that you are unable to answer these questions because either you don't know or you are a wee bit miffed yourself as to why these things actually happened and that 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 goes to my point whereas I think that a lot of, it's just this is just an assumption but maybe a few from your group 
were wanting to poke the fans. They were wanting to get a reaction. And th- this this is certainly an example of it. The, the the Fred goes on, we believe that the spotlight should be sorry, we believe that the spotlight should only be on what the team do on the pitch and the good of fans can do off it. Through work within the communities and with the club, we can bring about positive change in the support. As supporters, we are a broad church. Now, I don't think anybody would disagree with that, but what I will say is, how can you do that? Because, um, Connor, you've already said to me that maybe it's not the most professionally run group. Um, what's your qualifications for educating the fans? What's your qualifications for telling the fans right from wrong? What's your qualifications for getting a more sort of diverse fan engage uh, fan experience? Um, isn't this just a case of you guys belong to a certain social or political identity from the average Rangers fan and you maybe want your voice heard a little bit more than maybe what the typical Rangers fans have? Um, again, I'd maybe just hark back to the, the kind of original um, point I'd made where, um, you know, as, as it kind of says in that, and for one, a better term, a kind of mission statement there, um, you know, it states that we want the focus to be on what's happening on the pitch, on the, the club's successes um, in football, as opposed to the image of, of our fans as bigots or hooligans or you know whatever I think um, that argument's kind of been addressed with, with what we've said already about by how we were kind of sidetracked by the Twitter account and how we were then perceived um, and you know we found ourselves in this kind of back and forth now um, we, 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 we seem to be trying to prove ourselves um, to one side or the other and it, it you know that's not what the that's not what the group is about. It's not how, why we're all set up. But because of incidents that have happened online that um, enables, I, I suppose, for want of a better term, or discourages people from, from gathering and, and, and doing the real grassroots efforts um, because of, of, of these kind of underlying threats that, that attach themselves to for instance, accusations of being an undercover Celtic fan, or um, sure you know, you being, being part of some some made, some like controversial agreement with the board and in the media, or, yeah. you know. Sure, um, surely you can see why maybe some Rangers fans actually think that, that maybe he's... I, yeah. That that's I suppose I I can. There's a wider discussion to be had there about about the internet and how that that skews our perception. Um, of of what actually happens in in real life, do you know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's a legitimate argument to be had, but we're now at this, this point where either in order for us to actually be able to do these 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 charitable acts, these these good things, we need to have a level of support yeah. um, outside the you know our group, and we can't establish that if we're, we're constantly being being questioned as Rangers fans because that's going to put off those that that would be willing um, to, to to kind of progress these kind of good actions. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and improve the the opinion of, of Rangers fans as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're held back by nonsense arguments on the internet about 
undercover politics and you know whoever we are. I don't know. The the, the nonsense. To, to be fair, the the nonsense arguments on social media. I mean, quite brutally, was brought on by yourselves because we're going through it just now, and you guys. Yeah, yeah, and we said that earlier with regards to the cancels here. You know what I mean? Yeah, we we said that earlier with regards to the 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 post of the the pictures, um, mm-hmm. as well. So uh, again, it's, it's a legitimate criticism, and um, I think we've we've already covered. Yeah, I'll just I'll just I'll finish this statement. Uh, Glasgow is a diverse city, and Rangers a world-renowned club. As such, we have fans of many nationalities, religion, race, gender, and sexuality. So, wish to make Ibrox a welcome place for everyone who supports Rangers. Um, I think I think I think Ibrox is. Um, I've never seen anyone kicked out or been abused at Ibrox because of the colour of their skin or because of their sexuality. Maybe you guys i've seen differently but i've never seen it i'll go on we oppose bigotry of every kind whether it be sectarianism racism xenophobia sexism homophobia or transphobia we don't want to see young people go down a path that gets them banned from ibox uh, ibrox or in trouble with the police we want better for them as well as as, as well as for society um the only thing i'm really going to ask there is uh it's quite simple. Doesn't everyone want that, really? Do, do you think there's anyone who actually goes against what this part of the statement says? So I'll read that again. We oppose bigotry of every kind, whether it be sectarianism, racism, xenophobia, sexism, homophobia or transphobia. We don't want to see young people go down a path that gets them banned from Ibrox or in trouble with the police. We want better for them as well as for society. So do you think there's actually anyone within the range of support who want the opposite of what I've just said there. So in, in other words, I'll put it another way, can you see why that would cause a, a bit of friction? Can you see why that would piss people off actually saying that? Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Um, I would say that, you know, there's bound to be a few people who are genuinely bigots in, in any football fan base, um, in any group anywhere in the world of any description. Um, but it's more about whether whether the songs and that are just about the rivalry and people don't actually mean the words when they say them. For instance, if there was a song that was regularly sung at a football stadium about killing gay folk, even if they didn't mean the words in that way when they say them, that still might make someone feel on edge, uncomfortable, unwelcome. You know, so... It's obviously it's a different thing because you know the the religious thing is so tied into the rivalry. But um, yeah, like it's no, no, yeah. no, that's that's fair. But that's where I think that's where I think mistakes have been made along along the way because I think you guys I don't mean you two guys personally, but I think you guys as the group um, and what I've been brought as uh, I'm not saying that these are all guys by the way. I don't want being accused of um, uh, misgenderising anybody, uh, guys as a collective. Um, I think you guys have underestimated just how much the religious stuff is tied in with the old firm. Um, because it isn't as clear-cut as they're a Catholic, we hate them. Um, it's, it goes back like over 100 years. Uh, I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm not going to patronise you by talking down to you about it, but it, it's so ingrained now that 
it did used to be hatred, but now I'm not saying it's banter, but now it's just it's so insignificant in terms of the meaning behind the words. Not that the words should be said. I'm not advocating that, but it's been desensitized so much down the years that it, it doesn't mean the songs and the the abuse however wrong they don't have the same meaning as they did 10 15 20 25 30 years ago you know there was a time rangers didn't sign catholics now the 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 team is probably vast majority catholic like these wee things get missed in fact i'm saying these wee things these massive things get missed because we want to focus on the the, the smaller things that quite frankly i don't think will ever be eradicated and and that's uh, essentially that's what me and Scott have been speaking to you about because you do so much other good things that if you focused on the good things that you have done with the charity work and stuff like that, the grief that you get online would be 5% of what you get right now, that's just in my opinion um, I'll finish up this this uh, statement here because um, I know Scott's desperate to come back in um, we can and must do better for our young supporters, for our communities, for ourselves and for Rangers Football Club. Join us in pressuring the club to ensure that everyone, anyone campaign does more than just paying lip service to diversity. Now, to, to that, I just, I don't, I really just don't understand how you could call anyone, uh, the anyone, everyone, anyone campaign lip service. The, the club is so diverse. Uh, we, we look at it, we've got a person of colour as a captain, the vice captain, the manager's a person of colour. We've got Islamic players, Hindu women player, we've got Catholic players, as I've mentioned. We're, we're pretty much, and I'm not saying that we're ticking boxes here, right, but we've pretty much got all set, all kind of people of life other than a gay player. And obviously with uh, Jake Daniels coming out with Blackpool, I hope to see more of them. And we might end up with a gay player in the, in the very near future, you never know. To be but, fair, Chris, within the women's team, there has been several that have quite openly stated their sexuality. Absolutely, but I, I don't think that's an issue within football when it comes to women's football, but certainly in men's football, openly gay players there's a massive issue there. Um and, and that seems oh, to I agree be, completely. That that seems to be on the turn. So what what my point here is Rangers could this is probably the most diverse Rangers structure. And what I mean by that is people working for Rangers, where it's the cleaners, the tea ladies, the the um the the, the guys that do the washing, whatever, the players. And you've described it, everyone, anyone campaign as, as, as lip service. I, I find that I find that disrespectful in a way because I think that it should be something that all clubs should be doing. Rangers should be taking the lead on this and all clubs should be implementing this. Yet it's only really Rangers and people see it as a negative because we're just doing it to try and get rid of a bad reputation from the past whereas the proof is in the pudding what I've just said here we, we've got a very very diverse fan base a very very diverse staff at Rangers um, and it's been described as lip service I just I just feel it's as if that's that's a bit poor from you guys uh, Danny's want to come in there and either can I distance yourself from that, or do you want to defend the, the, the lip service comment? Um, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I won't lie, my own perceptions have been changed by stuff that has happened in the uh, eight, nine months since we started the group. Um, in a way, 
part of me doesn't really think that the campaign, the Everyone Anyone campaign, is hugely necessary, not in the sense that it's not a good thing, but in the sense that, you know, the vast majority of fans have got their heads screwed on anyway. And being talked down to by Stuart Robertson, who... We can all agree on this. (laughs) I know, he's he's, he's sitting up there going, everyone, anyone, and does fuck all for disabled fans. Yeah, exactly. You know, like... Don't get me started on that. uh, I totally agree with you there. um, And the most fantastic thing for me personally was the Glenn Kamara incident and how what seemed to me to be basically the whole support rallying around him and condemning vile racist abuse for what it was um and just uh, sorry Connell, but obviously podcasting world is very uh brutal at times uh i just want to help you out here you didn't think what happened to glenn kamara was fantastic it's the reaction you thought was fantastic uh yeah 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 um the reaction from the fan base rallying around him and condemning it for the vile racist abuse that it was 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 absolutely brilliant and you know it really it reinforced to me what you two have been saying about how there's a complete lack of parity because you know fans from the other side of glasgow they love to look down their noses at rangers fans and how we're all you know regressive bigots but when that happened, you couldn't move on Twitter for Celtic fans, you know, casting doubt on Glenn Kamara's experience yes. just because he's a Rangers player. Exactly. You know, it's it's their their progressive credentials seem to be very selective and they only seem to appear when it gives them a chance to put themselves on a pedestal above Rangers fans. So can you see why... Can you now see, after what you've just said there, can you now see why Rangers fans have taken a negative slant on this group? Because it feels as if, with everything we've spoken about, all the questions we've asked you, everything we've put towards you, everything that you've actually distanced yourself from, everything you've disagreed with in terms of what this group has put out in the initial stages of its development, can you now see why Rangers fans, myself included, Scott included, why we've seen this group as something to highlight Rangers as being the big baddies again? It's something that's not that there, there could be no positives from this group other than Rangers are the bigoted assholes who are the scum of society and all we do is sing about hating Catholics and killing Catholics and stuff. And that this group actually enforced that image rather than trying to, you know, show Rangers fans in their truly because let's be honest, what you stand against is what, maybe 5% of the Rangers fans? I know 5% is still a big number in, in terms of because Rangers fan base is so huge, but when there's 95% of fans who aren't like that at all, why why highlight and give ammunition to a set of supporters, namely Celtic fans, the, the, the opportunity to put the boot in, essentially? I mean... I think I think like I've said before, the start we got off to and the fact that we started with, you know, a response to the the second in the city centre gave people the impression that that was all that we were all about. But I think we have made a concerted effort since then to 
touch upon these things and it just hasn't been noticed because folk either don't want to hear it from us or have that perception of us and and you know those kind of tweets they don't go viral and all that so yeah i mean we've made mistakes but i don't i don't think our output cumulatively is just painting rangers fans as bigots and not acknowledging the you know lack of parity and all that stuff um i just think the times when we do try and reflect on our own fans behavior is what gets the most attention and that's given people a skewed perception of us yeah um finally uh you the kind of statement was ready off join us in our journey to making our club a place for everyone and anyone who loves rangers to come together and celebrate um this is also an issue for me when it comes to the rangers transfer change there doesn't seem to be any membership structure like there doesn't seem to be a public forum other than twitter um there doesn't seem to be a a, a way of joining this group and helping you guys get to what it is you ever want to achieve, becoming part of it. Um, I've spoke to you guys on Twitter arranging this uh, conversation, arranging this podcast conversation. I don't know who I've been speaking to. I've probably been speaking to about two or three different guys. Um, I, I really, there is no set kind of leader um, when it comes to a fan group who want to change or want to have a movement. There's, there's always a kind of, you know, face of the organization or face of the of the group um but there isn't any of that and and i don't think you guys will mind me saying obviously there's there's you you guys have come on here under anonymity and that's absolutely you're right and i respect that completely but even wanting to do that it's it's it must be difficult for you guys because there must be times where you just want to just go public and this is who we are this is we're a rangers fan and we want to we want to obviously promote this positive image of rangers fans and all this kind of stuff but yet you're doing it from the, the guise of anonymity and that must make it 10 times harder is is that a you know is, is that something that you have all agreed is the way forward for you guys? Do you not want to kind of put your head above the parapet, or, or is it something that in the future you are hoping to do? Because as I said, that there, there could be a gay Rangers fan who really wants to join your your group to help you guys, but there's no vehicle for doing so. Yeah, I mean we're all got our own lives and it can take a while to kind of get together and put things in place. So a membership structure is definitely something that we want to sort at some point in the near future. Um, but it's just about putting our heads together and figuring out how to do it. Um, in terms of uh, the page itself, there's three people who have the ability to post to it and who who have access to it. Um, I'm one of them. And apart from the very beginning uh i was the one that you spoke to for the whole dialogue yeah um after the first couple of messages just just so you're aware of that well no it's um, a, it's, a, it's an unimportant point i think more of the point was i had absolutely no idea who i was speaking uh, to yeah 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 no i just wanted to be like transparent about who yeah. you were talking to um it was me for the, the most part um 
and in terms of the anonymity yeah it's it's not ideal and in an ideal world we would like not to be um but there's like i said there's 12 of us we all have different circumstances different jobs families and we have had threatening messages from certain individuals um yeah and people's you know people's safety probably you would hope would not be at stake but people's not jobs I'm, and whatnot you I'm know involved. and you could even even if they wouldn't ultimately be at stake for some people it can be you know a bit nerve-wracking to put yourself up to that level of you know whether whether we brought it on ourselves or not that level of abuse can be quite overwhelming and some people don't want to show their faces and we made the decision to have the whole group be anonymous because it's not particularly good i don't think to have some people be anonymous and some people not because ultimately if some people are putting their names out there then it makes it easier for people to figure out who other people involved are by searching stuff up and whatnot I get, I get if some people are not anonymous and some people are the ones who remain anonymous will be the ones accused of being Celtic fans. I get all that. I just, it's um, it's difficult to understand. It's difficult. Uh, it's also what I would say is feeds into the narrative that these are undercover Celtic fans, which I, I don't believe you two lads are. Um, the, 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 the point I'm making here, the problem that I'm having is if there's 12 viewers I'm speaking to two, how do I know that there are 10 don't have any allegiances to Celtic and their main aim is to damage the club more than, than anything. I don't know that. I'm only taking your word for it. It's that's that's how Rangers fans will see it. But listen, I've asked you like all these questions, you've fronted up, you've answered every single one of them, you've not sidestepped any. So that pretty much wraps it up. Um listen, you guys have been brilliant. Uh you know, we we've recorded this for almost three hours now, which is just mental. Um we're going to more likely than not split it into two podcasts so it'll be kind of part one and part two um so anyone regardless of who you are that comes on my podcast and sits with me for three hours to talk regardless of what the subject is they deserve they deserve a medal quite frankly so um you've been fantastic you've you, you've answered the questions um that i've asked you've changed my mind on a few things you've made my mind up on others um in terms of the group itself i, I don't i don't know where i am with that i probably would need to go back and reflect um but in terms of two individuals um you guys are you you guys are uh, been brilliant um and and i thank you so much um so gus first of all thanks to thanks to yourself not much appreciated no, um the the pleasure certainly was all mine and uh connor um thank you uh i mean we spoke a wee bit offline there um and the fact that you're a glasgow uni student that that doesn't change my opinion of you at all one bit Sorry, just for having me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, thank you, thank you, Connor. And Scott, thanks. You're gonna be the one editing this, so I don't really, <laughs> I don't envy you at all, mate. You never envy any pod that I edit that you're on, but at the same time, no. Thank you to both our guests tonight. 
Um, I get a corner, particularly for not having a fucking Glasgow in the accent. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, wasn't very impressed with the dialogue tonight. It could have went south, but it didn't. It was good dialogue the whole way, and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. No, yeah. thank you, but thank you to everybody involved. Yeah, and uh, I hope you, the listener, enjoys it. What I will say, this is the last thing I'll say before I sign off, is if you don't agree with what the guys are saying, that's fine. If you don't agree with the group, that's also fine. If your opinion has been changed in any way, again, that's also fine. All I will say is this. When it comes to the comments for this podcast, um, keep it respectful. If you don't have anything respectful to say, don't say anything at all. And anything disrespectful put into the comment section will be deleted immediately. Um, these guys, regardless of what you think about them, or regardless of what you think about the group that they represent, they've given me three hours, three of charge of their life to discuss um, the, I, I don't want to say issues, but to, to, to discuss the talking points. And for that, it's appreciated from me. And I certainly won't um, have anyone uh, abused in any way, shape or form on the forum. Um, so thank you again to Gus, Connor, Scott, and you're a listener. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you.